Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours. And we sure appreciate you spending some of that uh, time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this this morning. Uh, in the first hour of the program, we will hear from our uh, buddy Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Boy, busy day, Iowa news-related yesterday, with Fran McCaffrey Zooming with the uh, basketball media. Uh, of course, recruiting is uh, full steam ahead, and uh, the folks at Rivals, as well as the 24-7 sports, are all over that. So Tom Cakert at 10.30, a lot on his uh, a lot on his plate. Look forward to speaking uh, with Tom. Uh, at 11.05, speaking at 24-7 sports, Sports Cyclones in the spotlight. Michael Swain will join us. We will catch up with Michael Swain. Iowa State has been busy. There's been campers galore up in Ames. We will get to a Michael Swain at 11.05. And then at 11.25, Bobby Hansen is going to join us. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of NBA. We'll talk a lot about his former teammate, Mark Eaton, who passed away um, last Friday, last weekend anyway, but far too young at the age of 63. So Bobby Hansen will join us. Help us out with the playoffs. The Lakers go down in flames last night. So last night, the um, Adam Silver loses the Knicks, pretty big market. The Lakers, Marky Brand, LeBron James earlier. Uh, Steph Curry is on the sidelines. It kind of goes up against Sidney Crosby, Austin Matthews, Alex Ovechkin, some star power uh, sideline very early in their respective post seasons. How are you, Trent Condon? I'm doing well. I'm excited for that Bucks Jazz NBA Finals. Boy, that's going to do buku. Big numbers there. Hey. Yeah, that's watching. a good point. You know what? Uh, boy, that would be a stinker, right? Yeah. Hey, look, you and I will watch. Yes. <laughs> and a, our listeners will watch. They, I think so, too. You know, the thing that I always... We both enjoy the conversation about TV numbers, mm-hmm. but ultimately, if people are tuning in to listen to us, if people are engaged on KXNO, if they are willing to watch sport, listen to Sports Talk Radio, they're going to be deep into it, mm-hmm. for the most part. Especially Yet, gambling, too. And that helps, too, a in lot. a big-time way. So. Yeah. You have kind of all the that confluence of things together. Ultimately, I don't think it matters. For our listenership, you're a sports fan. Yep. You're going to be watching regardless. And don't forget, I mean, if the Utah Jazz on, there's a major, major local tie. And Story County will do a massive number. Right. If you could uh, carve out the 99 counties in the state of Iowa to see percentage-wise how many people are watching and missing Story County, would be numero uno with the Polk County close behind. Anyways, we may get that. We may not. The Suns look really good. I don't think that the uh, Nuggets are going to be a walkover by any means in that next round. Monte Morris. How about Monte Morris? 33 minutes, 22 points, nine assists, but he did have a turnover. Nope. Nine to one ratio. Uh, it's unbelievable what this kid is doing. Good for him. Good for, I mean, uh, what we saw in his senior year, what he did for his hometown of Flint, uh, Michigan with the, with the water, et cetera, and, and teaming up with the high V. Good on all principles that were involved in that Iowa State men's basketball program Monty Morris kind of spearheading it and Hy-Vee jumping on it um, and and it's, it's good when you see good people 
um, get their payoff. <laughs> Man, is he ever. Is he ever. Not only did he get paid, it looks like he's going to get paid again. Yes, and that second contract, mm-hmm. right? And seeing him play this many minutes, this is higher than I thought. See, I thought right. Monte I'm Morris was going to be... 8 to 10, maybe 12. Perfect for a backup yeah. point guard. He's not a starter on a playoff team. This is my thought at the time. Right. But you put him in here, and you know, and you give him that second contract, and for the next seven years, you have your backup mm-hmm. point guard you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. He'll go in the game, he won't screw it up. Your starter gets hurt. He can start for a couple of weeks, and you'll be okay. This is a lot higher than that. No. This dude, he deserves to be a starter on a playoff team. I think he is that good. Is he a top 20 point guard in the league? We certainly nice. He's looking like, like it. it. <laughs> Last night was one of them. Uh, unbelievable. Good for them. Uh, I was uh, ensconced in the overtime hockey last night. It's been terrific. The uh, the NHL continues, I think, to set a very high bar uh, as far as postseason excitement. We saw it again last night. Both games. Both games went to overtime. Brad Marchand, just an unbelievable a goal that shouldn't have gone in, but he caught the goal and he napping. And uh, he picked a corner. And then Carolina, who absolutely needed that one last night, on Tampa Bay ice, they were down 2 nothing. Uh, they cut that uh, lead now to 2-1, so we've got a series there. I good. caught the Marshawn goal in Did real time. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, there was so much last night. I was deeper into the Twins-Royals than I anticipated mm-hmm. I would. The stupid team sucks me back in. Yeah. And, of course, they fall apart. Two errors on the newly minted center fielder on one play. See, I didn't see I, I didn't see any of it other than the fact, I mean, Twitter, Salvador Perez continues to just mash the baseball. So I've got a hockey question for you. Okay. Watching Marshawn and the ridiculous angle and just, mm-hmm. you could see they just, the Islanders just looking around like, what can you do? Right? Yeah. It, it's one of those. He's incredible. He is a, he's a pest, he's, and you'd love to have him on your team. Yes, but against him, easy mm-hmm. to root against. Mm-hmm. But he always finds a way. And for the flukiness that, for me, as just a casual guy that watches it, watches it come April, it seems like there's so much flukiness. What? Why isn't it fluke? Why? Is, what takes it to that next level that it's not just who gets the lucky bounce or yeah. has it bounce off the stick? What takes it from that to... What we see with the excellence of Colorado. Yeah. Is it just they have that much more talent than uh, everybody else? Because it, it's not, they get more lucky bounces. I know that. Right. Colorado gets some lucky bounces. I don't know if they have this, uh, this playoff season. All of their goals have been well earned. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, play 60 minutes and get into overtime. And you hear the, whenever you hear a hockey interview, right? <laughs> Regardless, got to get pucks deep, got to get pucks to the net, pucks to the net, pucks. And it's true. Yeah. You, you put the puck on the net. What did Gretzky say? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, right. And yep. he's right. Yeah. Um, but it was it was terrific last night. So I didn't see the Jock Peterson home run until I didn't was was not watching it live at the time, but certainly saw it. I was Holy lucky last crap. night. I hit that one. That was like the only maybe pitch I saw of the first three innings of yeah. the game uh-huh. was that one. It just had happened. And off the bat, on his foul. Did you? Yeah. Because he didn't move. He didn't. And right. he's kind of... And just the swing, it looked like there's no chance. Yeah. And the splash is in there. All right, that was a long foul ball. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Boo goes, home run. Yeah. What? And then they show the replay. Oh, okay, it was. But he absolutely matched Oof. that. He had one in the first inning, too, that he was robbed in center field. Oh, I didn't know that. He could have had a couple of home runs last night. So. Well, they could have used them last night. Yes. Like, they can't win them all, right? Yeah. This it, team is playing pretty well. well. We'll see how they get out of San Francisco. San Francisco's a good team. They are. I, I turned, uh, when did I get to it? So it was like, I think the Lakers were down 45 to 
18 seven, seven yeah. something uh, I don't know eight minutes left in the in the first half and I know that the NBA is a game of runs but this wasn't going to be one of those nights that there was going to be a game of runs they got it back to nine or, or ten four, was it nine in the fourth quarter yeah okay it might have been ten yeah uh, but um, they were they couldn't get any closer than that because so somebody might have grabbed a live bet when it was uh, nice yeah I was getting six <laughs> to one you wanted more of that did you yeah oh, so what happens. What happens? To, I mean, LeBron's, what, 37 now? Is father time catching up with him? Or is it more likely that the 70 days they had from the end of championship in the bubble to relaunching a season took its toll? I think so. That's what I think, too. Anthony Davis is not exactly the guy known for stability on the court. Mm-hmm. He's had his own. But I give him credit. He for, tried. For, yeah, he, he knew what the, what the stakes were last mm-hmm. night. And obviously, the, and we said it. The Lakers, when when are they Anthony Davis's team? Kind of right because when he when he's going, the Lakers are most likely going to win. LeBron and, at this point can't have that fifty point outburst yeah. either. He just do they need likely. another guy? They do absolutely another star. So is that LeBron's off season first off season goal? Finding that to, guy, yes, and to, it can't be the retreads of the Andre Drummonds of the world no. that were good at one point. Right, no, it's finding a, a young guy, a twenty six year old. Mm-hmm budding star mm-hmm. at the very least. Now, getting those guys isn't exactly easy. Right. Kuzma's not that guy. No, that's for sure. <laughs> you, know, you, you look around. Caruso, those are not the guys. Caldwell Pope's okay, mm-hmm. but he's more that fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. sixth guy that you need mm-hmm. on a championship team. Now, Schroeder was better last night. He was, I mean, but I think that was the mistake. They traded playoff Rondo yeah. for him. That's... He was so bad and so inconsistent at times that... Well, Trent, he, was, he stunk in the previous game. I mean, did. awful. Over 9. Right. You can't rely on him consistently. He can't, be, he can't be your third guy. So I think that's kind of place number one you look at. You don't need a traditional point guard. In fact, you'd rather have a guy that can shoot it from the outside. Is a point guard, but more known as a shooter because LeBron's your point guard. Right. <laughs> because of that, you don't need the traditional guy. Good defender can shoot the three, that's the guy you're looking for. Not Dennis Schroeder, who is more of a slash kind of guy. He's got a hideous shot, just an Mm -hmm. ugly-looking thing. That's not who you need at the point guard position. They'll retool, and I think they're going to be fine. I'm not hit the panic button, this is over, LeBron, all right, well, he'll go make his movie, and and that'll be it. Now, I think there's still plenty of good basketball left in him. Well, the pressure will be on him next year because everybody Mm -hmm. uh, believes that, uh, like you, that that it's not over, but uh, proof will be in the pudding. Boy, the Staples Center is about to have a lot of, uh, potentially, anyways, open dates here in the month of June (laughs) and the month of July that they weren't anticipating because the Clippers could go down in flames tonight. They could be... Fishing, as they're saying on uh, TNT. Boy, I love that crew. They're Charles so Barkley is so good. He's so good. Um, what do they call Anthony Davis? Street clothes. And that's that's the nickname <laughs> for him. That's that's a really good crew. That's a really that's as good as there is. I think in sports, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a stretch right? at all. Thinking around other studio shows. Studio shows can be tough. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to get their soundbite out. Mm-hmm. You have to have the right point person, and I think Ernie's perfect for that. Yeah, absolutely. Plays the role very well. When they brought Shaq in initially, I thought it was awful, uh-huh. and I thought they had ruined what was the best studio but he's, show. But he's Shaq. Yes. That's, that's what he is. And he has brought a different element, uh-huh. and he's goofy, and mm-hmm. he can can have fun with it, but then he can also throw crap at Chuck, and that's, uh, those that's a get fun into part it. of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoy that part of it. Normally, when it's the manufactured... 
you take one side, mm-hmm. I take the other sports mm-hmm. argument. I despise that. I'm with you. It's not the kind of sports radio you and I do. Nope. And there's a reason for it because we both don't like it. Right. It just I the don't drive think... controversy doesn't sell. No, absolutely not. Come with real opinions. Yeah. And if they happen to be on the opposite side, that's okay. Right. But go that direction. The skips of the world. All right, you take this side. Well, I take the other. Who's at it again this morning? Look, I've never seen his show once. I haven't. I have back in the old days, on the ESPN days. Have but you? Yeah, since he made the way to Fox Trent, now. he has made a fortune. Oh, yes. I mean, it pays to be like that. Maybe it does. this is you and I missed the boat on this. <laughs> right. Because look at the amount of money that this guy gets paid. He's making millions of dollars a year for being Skip Bayless mm-hmm. and nothing more. He's become a caricature of right. himself. And, and he was a newspaper guy for the longest time. A good one. Yes, he was. Young I kids, reading if you just know him as that loudmouth uh-huh. on TV, guess what? Dallas Morning News. Chicago for a while. He uh-huh. was a very talented. He might talented, have been syndicated. Yeah, you're right. I think he was. I think he was. Talented. Yeah. Very talented guy. And now... Oh, well, he's looking. Well, he's, he's talented in calling. a different way. Yeah, he's, he's making money. calling. Yes. Ooh, in, in, a, in, in a big, big way. Uh, so you you said you mentioned you, that you watched the Royals and your mm-hmm. twins last night. Anything to get excited? I know you're going Sunday, which you've yes. got to be excited about. I am, yeah. Going Sunday to the you game. You know, is Kaufman completely, are they selling every seat at this point again yet? We got tickets, uh, upper deck back behind home plate. Yeah. And it looked to have be you a, sat up there before? Long time ago. I have. I like it. Yeah, it's, I do it's too. It's fine. It's steep. I remember yeah, that. It is steep, It's yes. very steep. It is steep, yeah. And we made sure to be close to an exit and also is a shaded area with the kids along. Uh-huh. Make sure you get some shade. Kauffman Stadium on Sunday afternoon can get unbearably yes. hot. Now, oh. it used to be worse when they had the artificial turf. Absolutely. You wanted to sit Remember up. it was like, was it like 140 degrees on the turf at some times? Yeah, uh, it could have been. There in Bush, yep. I remember both of them just during the summertime and that turf and the way the heat would come off there. But I went to a Sunday game. I don't know how many years ago it was. I swore I'd never go back. It was just too hot. It was mm-hmm. unbearable. It was uncomfortable. Got to do I got to do a night game if we're going to come again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, what did, do you remember what you paid for the tickets? They were cheap. I think they were 18 bucks each. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah. That's they, really reasonable. And that was including fees? So okay, we got in four people in for less than seventy five bucks. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That is Trent. The, the price of sports tickets now, you know, you don't buy them often, right? And I mean, I, I was blown away how much it cost to go see the Las Vegas Golden Knights. For God's sakes, what was it? I don't know, two and a quarter a ticket. Really, two Jeez. and a quarter a ticket? Oh. Not for all of them, for one. That was a regular season game, right? Because <laughs> this isn't a playoff game. This is Stanley Cup Finals. This is. One of the last regular season games, but still, they were going to the playoffs on top of it. Yeah, well, it, it actually, it, it was meaningful, but regardless of that, I mean, it, had it been a meaningless game, they're not going to cut your break. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, eh, you know, this doesn't mean much. We're going to refund you a little bit. Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Once you have a good time, but knowing that uh, really doesn't mean much. But uh, it just blows me away. Football tickets, NFL tickets. Uh, maybe I have to get out more. Maybe that. Maybe <laughs> well, we know that's not going to happen. No, probably not, but we, we'll see. Boy, it's it's hard to stay in when it's so gosh darn nice outside. Yeah. I mean, my God, what a beautiful weekend. It's unfortunate that we didn't have this last weekend, but mm-hmm. say la vie, right? All right, absolutely. It was a very short week, but a lot of sports going on. So what did you take away from McCaffrey yesterday? Did you hear any of it? Any Any takeaways uh, from that? Um, I didn't see the full transcript, and I just saw bits and pieces of it coming through Twitter. We'll ask Tom Caker coming up here in about 15 minutes. I mentioned yesterday that the press release that came by that said Fran's going to be available said Mm -hmm. he will be talking about current Iowa basketball players. I don't believe the question was asked on C.J. Frederick. At least I didn't see anything. Did you? 
Um, I didn't see it. So the I, full transcript was not sent out by Weitzel, which I normally get mm-hmm. the transcript of everything mm-hmm. that didn't come out. So that's what I was looking forward to. Did at least somebody ask because wasn't able to be a part of it yesterday. At least listening in. Mm-hmm. But Bohanna was brought up. And he you was know, just his health, and he's practicing again. But. To not even ask the question, I know. Now, had there been an opportunity prior to that, though? This was the first. This was the first chance. This was the first, and that's why I was very surprised by it. Now, Weitzel, the SID at Iowa for basketball, he knows everybody that's going to be on that call, Mm -hmm. and he has a working relationship with Tom, with Chad, Mm -hmm. with all the guys that are going to be on there. Did he say beforehand, not only the email that I got that sent up basically all the media in Iowa, but to the ones that he knew were going to be on the call, just don't do it. Just don't even ask. Right. Well, didn't McCaffrey, and I, I could be dead wrong, maybe I'm making this up, but didn't McCaffrey sit down face-to-face with a couple of prior to this? I don't think so. No? No. I think this is the first time any media member has mm-hmm. talked with him. Well, look, could I give him credit on, record, on one hand? For for doing that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. Here we are in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the early part of June, and... Um, they didn't need to. There were certainly a number of years in the past that they wouldn't have. This wouldn't even have crossed their mind mm-hmm. to do something like that. But Bohannon did come up in it, and, and the team did come up. With, you know, my biggest takeaway yesterday from the and I, didn't, I have no idea who this guy was. Jerry Palmer. Do you hear? Do you know yeah. his story? The guy that has uh, been their videographer for. I mean, Trent literally. 25 okay. years. Right. Yeah. I mean, an unbelievable career of doing this. And I guess he was at one of the TV stations prior to that. But So I saw... KCRG over. KCRG. That. That's yeah. what it was. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they did a piece on him. And in his office, the DVDs... What are they called? DVDs? Yeah. yeah, yeah. DVDs of the ga- the history of Hawkeye sports was, was right behind him on mm-hmm. the shelves. And he is responsible... For chronicling all of it. For right? 25 years, he was the guy. Yes. Right there. Hayden Fry pointing to balloons on the ground when they won the Alamo Bowl. It was the Alamo Bowl, yeah. And, and, and telling Jerry Palmer to step, well, point your camera down here, and he's stepping on balloons. Look, that's not that big of a deal, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, Hayden Fry's dead now. Right. Right? Just to have that. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I could see that it is. That this guy's making like 50 grand a year. Probably. And after 25 years, get it, it's a tough time of year, right? You have to make cuts. Mm-hmm. But is that really going to solve the problem? Right. Because you're going to find somebody else to take that spot. There, there's not like this camera's not going to ever be used again. Mm-hmm. And the sideline pass isn't got, not going to be, uh, somebody's not going to have it around their neck again. And going into locker rooms and, and showing Ferentz crying or whatever, the, whatever Jerry Palmer has captured in his career somebody's going to be doing that now i guess you're going to get some kid on the cheap yeah he's just out of college he's 22 years old he'll work for 30 grand but so is saving 20 grand at this guy's expense is that worth the pr hit that you're taking here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not just here i i I don't believe that you and i will be the only ones discussing this today yeah kcrg did a story about it precisely that's a bad look it is a bad look now i would guess there's probably more to it not only well you didn't say he wanted to retire this wasn't his doing but also new technology and is that something that they're also looking for where they want to have this not just be a guy that's sitting there chronicling the game, mm-hmm. but that can do a whole lot more. And 
editing today, social media, those kind of things. The problem is at a state university, you can't just come out and say that because you're going to get a suit filed against you for discrimination. Right. It's kind of an easy way to do that and go that route. It sucks for him. It really and, does. And he's not alone. There are, for every Jerry Palmer... No, there, that's true. That's an excellent point. There's, there's 30 a lot other of those, 50 other those their, stories. I, good. Glad you brought it up. That are going through this exact yep. same thing. But this is the one we know. Yep. Um, Fair point. Those videos, the one where the basketball team beat Kansas in the late 90s, went down to Kansas, beat yep. the Jayhawks, and... The uh, video Is that afterwards, the McCausland game. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jess Settles tried to do the hokey yes, pokey. Yes, yes. And the locker room, and then Hayden came to practice. What? Well, awesome. my roommate at Iowa was a walk-on to the basketball team, BJ Taronis. So I sent him the video and a screenshot of him. He's giggling oh, in the back right? of, yeah. of the, both the pictures that they had of that of the video. And he said, "BJ, no, not Jerry, because yeah. Fran McCaffrey said he was part of the team." Mm-hmm. Now we're going back to the late nineties. B.J. Taronis, a walk-on of the basketball team. He was part of the team. Mm-hmm. This guy, it's not just another pencil pusher inside the athletic Try offices. Find somebody that was part of a Hawkeye program, football or men's basketball or whatever. Find somebody that doesn't have something good to say about him. You, you're not going to find him. You can't. Yeah. He was part of the team. And for forty eight or fifty thousand dollars, and again, you're not. That's not going to be. You're just going to bank that fifty k. You're going to have to turn around and give it thirty to a young kid. We're talking tens of millions of dollars yeah. in shortfall. It's just a bad look. It is. It's just a bad look. I felt bad for him, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because you're 100 percent right. There were there were dozens of others mm-hmm. in that same boat. We just don't know them, and it's unfortunate. And I get it, but man, what a career this dude had. Go to if, if you're kind of wondering. It, if you're a Hawkeye fan, it's I think KCRG.com. Yes, I think you will know when you see, oh, that guy. Because right. you see him at basketball games behind yeah. the basket all right. the time. He is a part of growing mm-hmm. up. Oh, that guy. It's a that guy for me. Oh, that guy. Because right. I saw the story just like you. I clicked Didn't on it. Didn't know his name. No. And then I saw him on his wheelie chair, wheeling around yeah. behind the basket right. of Carver Hawkeye. Oh, that guy and the they're just the moments in the history that he's captured through his lens, mm-hmm. and he's offed. Hopefully, maybe KCRG where he initially worked picks it back up. Yeah, but would KCRG get back in the? Will, will they be allowed in to watch Ferentz crying? And because he does, I mean, mm-hmm. and I like I love that about him. That kind of access, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's true. You don't get that as a um, as part of a TV station, but part of the program you do and. Uh, those are special moments. Maybe Fran just uh, bucks up and pays the salary. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So we'll talk to Tom Caker coming up here in a couple of minutes. Look forward to that. lot of news. Michael Swain on Iowa State, where they've been busy um, camping as well. Um, lots to talk about with both of those gentlemen today. So we gave our buddy Dave Sproul the day off, as he fully admits. <laughs> He doesn't know a lot about recruiting. Neither do I. I don't follow it. I mean, something's got to give. So Dave Sproul will be back with us next week as we're going to do some recruiting. Our buddy Dave Sproul uh, from KASI up in Ames, 1430 on the AM dial. He'll join us next week. Uh, We've got Claxons coming up this morning at 1145. If you're uh, relatively new to the show, first of all, we appreciate you being here. Um, But every Friday about 1145, we give four of our listeners an opportunity. Now, you can only participate once a month, whether you win or not, for people will be allowed to call in. We'll give you four games or a combination of games 
point spreads and props, and if you get the most right, you'll get be rewarded with a $35 gift certificate from Claxton's Barbecue. Uh, in Altoona, the runner-up gets 25 We do that 11:45. but again, you can only play or win once per month. So a fun day of sports yesterday, a fun weekend of sports ahead. Mark Shifley, by the way, was suspended four games. Four games, saw that last night. Uh, not surprised, have no problem with it. It was a suspendable play. Uh, if he... Like, I have no problem with the, as I said yesterday, the, the, him trying to come back and prevent a goal. But at the end of the day, um, it was pretty apparent that when he realized, he didn't even try to make a play with a stick. Mm-hmm. You know, when the, when the puck was about to cross the goal line, he knew if he dove, he's just going to end up in the back of the net. Uh, and he, he lit the dude up. And you can't do that. In four games, it's, it's a steep, steep punish, uh, punishment, but it's warranted. Every single one of them. And this is Winnipeg's best player. Has he played his last yes. game? I think so. Maybe he might get to. There might get to a game Two six. six. Um, Montreal's not that good, though. Trent, it doesn't matter who wins this series. They are going to get <laughs> crushed. I mean, are you, you going to be better on the Avalanche sweeping? Whoever wins this one. Well, I've only got thirty five dollars left in my account, <laughs> okay. so I got to make a play. <laughs> got to be a little more judicious <laughs> yeah. with uh, what you're doing. Uh, I got to make a play on that boy. I got clobbered in this thing. Anyways, we uh, and we appreciate Bet Rivers uh, for that. That's a fun contest to be in. How did you do yesterday? Oh, for three. Did you had LeBron uh, the old Larry Bird numbers, points, assists, plus rebounds. Mm-hmm. He forty five, forty seven and a half was the number. I had. Who else? Another player prop that finished just under. Oh, C.J. McCollum. And I also, I was on the Blazers last night. And middle of the third quarter, I thought I was home free. Mm -hmm. And here come the Nuggets, and here come Monte Morris. What a game. How about the beginning of the fourth quarter with Joker on the bench, too? That was Monte's team. Yeah. Because at that time, they're saying Joker's the best Nugget of all time. I I mean, who else would it be? Mello? No. No. Adam. I mean, he was great, but he was, wasn't there long enough. I mean, the horse Dan Issel was, was Denver Nugget basketball for a while. Dikembe Mutombo? He was terrific, yeah. I mean, he was really good, but, I mean, Joker might be. Yeah. They're, they're comparing him. They, there's people that really truly believe this. Now, they've got to be in their teens or early 20s. That This is the um, most dominant athlete that's ever played in the city of Denver. Well, <clears throat> come on, <laughs> LA, <laughs> right? Come on, I, I don't know. Is it? Did it? Was he considered in a suburb or something? I don't know. Come Trent. on, I mean, good God, <laughs> Joker's phenomenal. Don't yes. get me wrong. But. And if he wins a couple of championships and a couple MVPs, yeah, but he's but but football rules, right? I mean, I I lived in Denver and I and I went to a lot of Nuggets games. I probably saw ten Nuggets games every single winter, but it's a football town. Even when the Rockies got there, it's always going to be uh, football rules the roost. Caller went with Alex English. Great score. Alex English, great player. Couldn't yes. play a lick of defense. No, Alex Him English. Him and Kiki Vandeway, those Kiki teams Vandeway. were so fun. Yeah. That's. Yeah. The Nuggets were my team growing up. And really? the only reason is because I'd look and watch the news at night. Oh, they scored 170 points. That's my favorite team. Right. Oh, they lost 175 to 170. But that was my team. Kiki Vandeway. Kiki Vandeway. Alex English. That was a fun squad, and that led into Matumbo, and mm-hmm. he was my dude. That yep. was my first NBA jersey. Was it really? Matumbo Nuggets jersey. I, I used to we used to have a blast going to those games. I saw ten games a year. Pepsi Center? Uh, no, the McNichols. McNichols. Oh yeah, McNichols old school. Yeah. I saw Jordan. Um, 
one of the the few times in their historic season they got beat the night I saw Jordan and the Bulls in Denver by an awful yes. Nuggets team. That was a, a Nuggets team that won like fifteen games Very that few. year. Yeah. Yes, they were t- they were atrocious, but it was unbelievable. Just the the vibe in the building, like these rock stars are coming. To, and they were. They truly were. 10.30, uh, Tom Cakert coming up next. Miller and Condon take you until noon. We're glad you're with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 1.0. Have Rush on your side. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. Coming up on 25 minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock in hour number two, Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports on Iowa State. Bobby Hansen on the NBA on his former teammate, now the late Mark Eaton uh, with Bobby Hansen. Coming up about 11.25, and then we will give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Tom Cakert joins the program. Lots to catch up with with you, Tom Cakert. Uh, you had a busy day yesterday. I know that you've been busy with um, with all recruiting finally opening up, and Fran McCaffrey zoomed yesterday. How are you, Tom Cakert? Doing well. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to catch up with Fran a little bit and talk to him about what's uh, what's going on with Iowa basketball. Well. And, um, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, what did you learn? We're we're hearing a lot about both of the Murrays, and there are a potential roles on the team uh, uh, is when we get to, and hope it doesn't get here quick uh, to November uh, and to this coming basketball season. But both of the Murray, they've got he's got plans for both of them. Yeah, well, I'd asked I'd asked Fran if they were doing any of the, you know, because they usually send uh, one or two guys on the. On a, the East Coast All Stars team, and, and, and last year obviously they couldn't do that. So I'd heard that maybe they might that might be back in operation. So I asked him if he was sending players, and it turns out they're sending three guys because they're going to have three teams, and they're coached uh, pretty good coaches: Larry Brown, uh, Jim Beheim, and Frank Martin coaching the, the three teams. Uh, so pretty good uh, trio of coaches. Uh, you know, two of them Hall of Famers. Um, Fran's going to help out with Frank Martin's team, but it'll be Keegan and Chris Murray and Patrick McCaffrey um, going on that uh, that overseas trip uh, to Switzerland. But if they can't get into Switzerland, then they're going to go play in England in a couple tournaments. So it'll be a pretty good deal for those guys. And, and Fran's pretty excited. Uh, you know, Chris Murray's getting a lot of love. I was kind of sending that out uh, towards the end of the year. I'd heard some stuff from practice that he was really doing well and uh, might have merited some playing time later in the in the year that never came. So, um, you know, now he's got opportunities going to be knocking for sure this fall. So we've been uh, talking a little bit, A, about the email that Iowa Media received from Matt Weitzel on Wednesday saying, Fred McCaffrey will be available to talk about players currently on the Iowa basketball roster. This was the first media availability for Fran since C.J. Frederick transferred. It's a question a lot of people were wondering about. Not only that email, but were you guys told it's off limits? Don't even ask about Frederick. Yeah, we're pretty much just told that uh, he wasn't going to answer the question. Um, he wasn't going to talk about about it. And um, you know, there were other things to talk about. If you're not going, if he's going to be, uh, I don't combative is the right word, but just not going to be 
forthcoming with any um, right. answers. It's just not really. It, he's not productive. Kind of moved on from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah just uh, there are other things we could talk about with him about. Uh, in fact, one of the things that I didn't even get to talk to him about was I was going to ask him about Joshua Ondagale about oh. uh, how he's doing in his development, but um, decided to ask him uh, a second question about. Uh, recruiting this month because it's just going to be so busy and and, and active. Uh, Jordan Bohannon, uh, we saw pra- pictures. He is uh, clearly uh, practicing with the team. Tom, uh, it's been two weeks. This is a this is an investigation that been o- should have been over in two hours if there was going to be one. Uh, I'm convinced there isn't. There, I mean, for crying out loud, there's video. This isn't like the crime of the century. This was a you know a, a sucker punch. I don't know what it was, but it was a punch thrown and and Bohannon ended up on the floor. It's my opinion, Tom, uh, that. Um, that there is no investigation, that they potentially they didn't want one. I think they just want this to go away and to move on. Is that how you see it? At this point, yes. I kind of just see it as um, I think Jordan wants it to go away. I'm sure the person who um, sucker punched him or punched him or whatever, um, I think uh, that person would certainly want it to go away, Mm -hmm. and I'm guessing that Iowa basketball wants it to go away. So, um you know, hopefully it's a lesson learned for everybody involved right. that you just don't let things escalate, um, you know, in, a, in an environment where you're uh, might be uh, imbibing a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, you know, having a good time that maybe you learn to de-escalate instead of uh, escalate a situation. You mentioned recruiting, a big question that you have, and so much of what you guys do at Rivals and HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, fill us in on the basketball side of things. We talked about uh, Bowen. He'll be coming in for an official visit. They're stacking him up. And correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, but do these seniors-to-be basically get 10 official visits now because they weren't able to take officials last year? Did I read that correctly? Well, it's as long as they get... Um, get those visits done this month. Okay. The calendar mm-hmm. kind of flips over again. So you get five. Um, so, yeah, it was it was the same way it's always been that you could get five in the spring, um, spring term or, or your junior year, and then uh, once July gets there, then it's um, then it flips over and you get more visits. So they've got Desante Bowen on campus now. They're um, you know, mm-hmm. Josh Dix, the kid from uh, uh, Council Bluffs, is going to be on campus. Um, Jaden Shutt, an unofficial visit. Um, Kyle Flapowski is going to be in the middle of the month. Um, you know, they, they've, they've got guys coming in. Uh, Richard Isaacs, another kid, a uh, four-star kid coming in, a point guard, uh, middle of the month. Um, so they've, they've got some, some, some options that are going to be visiting. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, now I, I think Fran basically said they feel pretty good about some of the guys, but, it's just everything has been so dead in a lot of ways. The kids haven't made visits, so it's it's kind of a crazy time this month. It really is. A uh, friend uh, was asked about Joe Wieskamp, and I guess no news. I, I mean, I, I believe he said that you know the opportunity for him to come back is here, but he's training in Las Vegas. Um, I didn't hear it, Tom. Did it sound like uh, McCaffrey's not putting much, uh, not uh, holding up much hope that he'll be a part of the roster uh, come the fall? Yeah, and if I were an Iowa fan, I would not be holding out much hope that Joe's going to be part of the team. He's just—I he, think he's moved on, and um, you know, he's been like Fran said, he's been training out in Vegas uh, with the group, and you know, he hasn't signed officially with an agent, but he's working with some people, and um, you know, I, I think um, 
it's it's pretty much done. And Joe's Joe's ready to move on uh, to the professional ranks. And I know people will say they'll be texting you guys or calling in afterwards and saying, ah, he's he's not going to get drafted. Da, 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 da. There's there's still plenty of opportunities. Heck, he can sign like a two way deal and make like uh, four hundred thousand dollars in a year pretty easily. So, I mean, it's just uh, that's that's pretty good money for a kid. Get it while you can. Yes, make that money, and he's got a certainly great chance of doing that. Over to some football. Let's start on the recruiting side. There, Jack Dotzler, a uh, guy with some Hawkeye ties, though a Wisconsin native. He commits to the Hawkeyes. The third commitment for the twenty twenty two class. So, what's next? It's going to be a busy month. Get out your crystal ball. What do you got for us? Hmm. <laughs> it is going to be a super busy month. Uh, you know, you mentioned Jack Dotsler and, um, you know, his uh, his teammate might, uh, you know, might be a, a guy, the guy to watch too. Um, Keller, uh, the, the tight end prospect who, who goes to the same high school. They were both on campus the other day. Um, Keller decided not to, uh, not to commit yet, but um, but there you know there's plenty of guys. Uh, the guy that I'm interested in, Miley Wright, Riley Ducker, is is a kid from Belgium, Nebraska, that uh, certainly shown a lot of interest. Uh, you wonder if some of the O line guys start lining up a little bit once one spot goes down. Um, Hunter Diode, kid from Council Bluffs, uh, again, you know, a kid who could commit probably at any time. Um, uh, they're going to just continue to, to look for different guys. And end of the month is their big recruiting weekend where they're going to have, um, you know, upwards of 20 kids on, on campus. So um going to be a busy month for them, too, with camps and, mm-hmm. and guys coming in and out of uh, the football facility. Tom, uh, what about local uh, here Central Iowa? Any names that you anticipate making their way over to, uh, uh, to one of those camps? Any Central Iowa kids that uh, that we should know about? Boy, camp-wise, I'm not sure. I, obviously, the biggest name uh, in this 2022 class is uh, Xavier Wampa, the kid from, right. from Southeast Pole. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just, you know, he's got everybody and and their brother uh, after him. And he's still really interested in Iowa. And he's still, um, you know, showing, showing interest in Iowa. He's still planning on visiting. And uh, so I think from that perspective, um, it, it's still really positive for Iowa that uh, that he's you know kind of in the mix still. But I, I think it's going to be really hard for him to turn down a uh, you know the, the Ohio States or Alabamas or Clemson's of the world. It's just it's just a, a difficult task for uh, for any kid to do that these days. Speaking of Central Iowa, there'll be a. Guy coming in from Des Moines North for the first time in, hmm. what, over 40 years. What a story of Devin Hilson. Got that late offer north of football program that has struggled for a very long time. But just an incredible story. I know you had an opportunity to talk with him. have an article up right now at Hawkeye Report. Uh, Fills in a little bit. And running back, is that where he's going to be starting? Yeah, he's going to start out at running back. And it's just, you know, he they kind of recruited him as an athlete, but they had kind of struck out on a lot of uh, – a lot of the, the running back guys last year. So that's one of those weird things where you would think that kids would be beaten down the door to be running back at Iowa because they run the ball. They're actually one of the few teams that runs the ball a lot uh, and, um, you know, have a focus on it. But uh, um, the, the one interesting thing is that he hasn't um, um, hasn't connected with Liddell Betts yet. 
the new running back coach, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange to me. But um, but Coach Neiman was Jay Neiman was the guy who um, recruited him the most, and and Brian Ferentz was kind of involved there. So um, it, it's not completely strange, but it's just it just struck me as odd that he hadn't talked to uh, his position coach at this point. But you know, maybe those days are, are coming. So we'll see. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, you'll be uh, continue to be busy over there. We will read you at HawkeyeReport.com and all the work over there, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Have a great week, Tom. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, as we catch up on the Hawks. Before, Michael Swain coming up on Iowa State. Um, this quarterback I keep reading a bunch about J.J. Cole, mm-hmm. who's six foot six, six six. Yeah, saw him last year. Did you see him play? He was. And at, he's just a sophomore, correct? Yeah. So he was at Centennial for the football season. Yeah. Basketball season comes. I get ready to do the Ankeny versus Centennial basketball game, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the roster. Wait a second. J.J. Cole's now at Ankeny High. What? Moved, and I think most importantly, moved because the system at Ankeny for football is better for his talents than what Centennial does. Centennial, you know the Pizzetti offense, yep. all the moving pieces. Right. Need a quarterback with a little more athleticism. That's not J.J. Cole. He is a pocket passer. He is six foot six. He is a big, broad-shouldered quarterback in the pocket. Not exactly what you're looking for in their kind of offense. So Ankeny, what they do, worked a little bit better. That was the reasoning behind it, but he plays other sports, as mentioned, also mm-hmm. plays basketball. Really compelling athlete. And watching some of the clips that Swain has up at Cyclone Alert, Boy, he has developed in a big-time way from the kid I saw last September to the kid I'm seeing right now. He's taken big strides already. Mm. So he's going to play football where? Ankeny. He's an Ankeny, so yep. he's a Hawk. He's a Hawk now, yes. The days of the Jags are over. So <laughs> did he start as a sophomore? He did, yeah. Well, yeah. He's big. Yeah, I'll say. And his, dad, his dad's former Iowa State kicker, right? Yeah, and part of the cool kicking camps. Yeah. Oh, of course. I yes. put that together. Yep. Yes, of course. And he's QB in a big he's one. QB. He's QB. Don't see many six foot six kickers. No, no, that's very true. I'm trying to think. I mean, Janikowski was broad, right? But he Mike, was. How big was Mike Vanderjack? He wasn't six six. He wasn't six six. No, six, six two, two. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. We will uh, take our final time out of hour number one. Uh, Iowa State conversation kicks off hour number two. Michael Swain from 24-7 Sports will be here. Uh, Bobby Hansen is going to join us. He's going to help us out with the NBA, uh, amongst other topics with Bobby Hansen. About 11.25, Claxon's Barbecue as well. Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 KXNO 106. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Uh, final couple of minutes here of our number one. Trent, you sent me a really interesting piece this morning from Sports Illustrated on uh, baseball. What the, the title of the piece, this should be the biggest scandal in sports and it has to do with pitchers doctoring baseballs. We saw Joe West uh, confiscate a one of the Cardinal pitchers' hats when they were at Guaranteed Rate Field, right, mm-hmm. playing the White Sox. Yep. Um, and and it's the, the the piece is a really good read if you're a baseball fan to the extent that one pitcher had so much stuff on his hands uh, that he, despite the fact that, you know showering and doing everything he could could to get it off his fingertips, he couldn't get through screening at an airport. 
I mean, you, know, you ever have been swabbed by the little uh-huh. TSA, you know, for extra screening, and they check your bag, and then they put that white paper, I don't know what it is, on you to see if you've got any... I always thought it was gunpowder residue or something oh. like that, but I guess I didn't know. But this guy... But the point being is the spin rate in baseball is... It's like it's like nothing we've ever seen. When you you see the technology with HD mm-hmm. and the the batter's eye or whatever it is, the box, you know, the strike, uh, the the K zone, you can see the movement on these pitches, and you can see why pitchers are doing it, and they've been getting away with it. It's crazy. It's reading through this story. I knew that this is something that's been a conversation piece. There was the guy that was fired and basically kicked out of the game because he was putting together this substance, which. You know, there were some murmurs, this guy's getting a raw deal because everybody does it. Right. He's just the guy that kind of came up with the formula first, but everybody right. does. It's not just a one-team thing. It's nothing like that. This is something that is happening across baseball. And because of that, you would think baseball wants to crack down. Mm-hmm. How are we going to fix the game? It's turning into three outcomes, a walk, a yep. home run, or a strikeout. That is all we're getting, and it's really getting down to two, home run or strikeout. How are we going to fix it? Here's a way. These guys that their RPMs are are through the roof. Trevor Bauer, who, great pitcher before, he goes to the Dodgers, who many people say is at the forefront mm-hmm. of this conversation. Got to keep up with the Astros. 2,300 RPMs before he came there. This isn't a guy that's 22. Right. Goes to the Dodgers late in his career. He's up to 2,800 in change. No, it makes it, it makes a huge, huge difference. You know, this was first... I first... Um, remember it to this extent. I mean, we always heard about the spitballs growing up, right? Yeah. But, there, and the excuse was, in cold weather, the umpires look the other way because the pitchers just can't get a grip on the baseball. Mm-hmm. I think it had to do with a Red Sox pitcher. Oh, okay. If memory serves. Um, but the licking of the fingers. Yeah, and, yeah. and then going to the cap or something. Get a little tacky, yeah. They had to have some substance on it just because eh, just in the cold weather you can't get the grip and nobody wants to see 17 to 14 baseball games right mm-hmm. um but this is this is really becoming a big big story so i wonder what's going to happen now because we see offenses down yes where the home runs are i mean how about the kid do you see the the, lead, the home run leaders in baseball acuna yep. tatis mm-hmm. and guerrero 23 22 and 22 years old and right behind him sal perez Right behind, yeah. Who's that twenty-two? But, but you're right. The, the youngsters coming mm, into this game. The game's in fine shape. It is. Be in better shape though. Get a little more action. A little more yeah, offense. Yeah, I think and, so too. This but, advantage that we are seeing. Mm-hmm. Batting averages are way, way down. Two thirty-six. Two thirty-six in my day. Right. You wouldn't be in the league very long. No. Unless you were a great fielding middle infielder, that's it. That's the only way you're sticking batting 236. That's the league average Mm -hmm. right now. There's good players. League average. Yes. Not just the bottom of the barrel players. Not just the the end of your roster. This is uh, this is baseball. It's it's a it's a big story. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll link the article up. You can find it at Miller and Condon. I'll put out a tweet right now. And uh, for people that haven't seen it, because if you're a baseball fan and you're wondering about this, it's a story that again, it's been on the periphery. Mm I haven't dug this deep into it that Sports Illustrated did. Really well-written piece. Well, why and a did lot of Schultz info. snap, do you think? Because he he was he got after Joe West pretty good. Well, and Josh Donaldson, he said after that, the third baseman for the Twins, I got dozens of guys that I know do this, and sure. I'm going to come out and I'm going to name names. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Right. Name yeah, names because you don't do that right. in baseball. Yeah, those unwritten rules. Right. But he's not alone. There's people across yeah. baseball that know that this is a problem. So would it be as simple as that? 
all right, we're going to fix this, and suddenly offense is going to come back in I a better it would. way. I bet it would. You do that. You add, all right, the shift that you can have the extended shift. You can shift guys over, but mm-hmm. you can't have guys on other sides of the field. And then all of a sudden, we're going to morph into every game's 11-9 again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we go in there four hours. And we overcorrect, and, and you move the pitcher's bound back a foot, and, uh-huh. and now it's 61-6, and... Every game, 14-12. Well, look, I, I think that um, when when it was first outed, if you will, um, I, I thought the excuse was valid. You know, in, in April, late September, that these pitchers can't get a grip on the baseball, and I could see why they'd be given that opportunity. But when you get into the warmer months, uh, and this is still happening, we're starting to see the results of this. I don't know if scandal's the right word, but uh, it's a big story. And if you're a baseball fan, pay attention to that. If you're an Iowa State fan, pay attention to Michael Swain, who will join us next. We'll get the latest uh, from Michael Swain, 24-7 sports, what's going on football, basketball-related, as uh, we are getting back to normal in the recruiting world. Michael Swain, 24-7 sports on Iowa State. Bobby Hansen will help us on the NBA at 11.25. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.